going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 222, where tonight we're talking about Voyagers, which is a theatrical release, and Thunder Force on Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. How are you gentlemen? Great. <laughs> I'm alright today. Feel good. Anything eventful happened this week for you guys? Anything going on at all? No, I get my second vaccination shot tomorrow. Oh, That's yeah. I got my first one yesterday and my left arm felt like it was going to fall off. I am 100% unvaxed. Mm, not vaxed. For this. Not for COVID related things, not all related things. It's uh, yeah, my arm felt so sore when I woke up this morning, it was fine. Now I'm now I'm pretty much heat like it's 20 almost 24 hours later, it feels fine. So, but I'm, I'm really scared for the second shot because everyone says that like about, about eight hours after you get it, you feel like you want you wish you were dead. So, uh, I'm not looking I mean, forward I, to that, but I, I, I feel like that I wish I was dead most days. It's going to be an interesting day to see if it one cancels out the other. <laughs> like two wrongs, two two wrongs make a right. Is it? Yeah. No. Negatives equal positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two negatives, double you guys, negatives. You guys watch anything good this week besides what we had to watch for the show? Besides, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you said good. Wow. wow. Mm. Uh, Chris, how did you feel about just watching that segment you guys watched before that old segment from uh, Chappelle Show? I mean, it was funny. I just I've never I've never seen. It. I've never watched the Chappelle show. So Seriously, yeah, no. I will take you on a journey through Chappelle <laughs> that you will appreciate. I promise you this. Right. There, there are a lot of really great segments on. Well, here's show. the thing: all that stuff came out in like the like 2002, 2003. So it was like really edgy, like okay. super yeah. edgy. Yeah, and it was some of it's fantastic. <laughs> That was. Well, I, 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 I like Chappelle was Brady, so I was good with it. At least at one point during the second, or yeah, during the second season, they're doing like true Hollywood stories with like people Dave knows, with like Eddie Murphy's brother Charlie Murphy, and <laughs> his interactions that he used to have with Rick James, <laughs> like oh, actual Rick James. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Rick James is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Coke, yeah, that's where the cocaine is a hell of a drug thing okay. came from. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. That was Dude, that was when. That was when uh, um, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle was on top of the world for like like 24 months straight. He was on the number one per, like entertainer. They offered him $50 million to do one more one more season, and he said no. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Yeah, 50, 50, $50 million in like 2005. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> for seven episodes or something. More than Game of Thrones, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot more than Game of Thrones. And that was a long time ago. Holy mother. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is my first week. Uh, first full week in the office. And uh, I have met someone who has opinions just as strong as I do about, <laughs> about movies. So our, con- our conversations are really kind of wonderful. Although we agree on most things. Uh, there's a couple things we don't agree with. He, from, one thing he says that I, I will say... Uh, he said, now I've been thinking about this a lot since he said it, but he said the last great movie came out in 2009. What was it? He didn't say what it was. Just that that was the last great year for movies. And then after that, nothing. I, you know, wholeheartedly just disagree, but um, he seems to be pretty stuck on that one. I mean, I'm curious to deep dive deeper into that, you know, what, what, what he says. I've been saving it for after this show. 
But I am excited to get into that. But what do you guys, I mean, what's your first initial reaction if someone said the last great year for movies was 2009? I hope to God it's not a Transformers movie. Mm-mm. Knowing him, it's not a Transformers movie. Just saying. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Well, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at that. And um, there's some real dog shit movies in 2009. <laughs> yeah, but what were the what were the Oscar picks for 2009? Oh, but you know what? Glorious Bastards came out in 2009. Oh, all right, all right. Avatar was also 2009. That was a really stiff year for competition for the nominees, though. What wasn't it for the sixth Harry Potter movie? Uh, the fourth Fast and Furious movie, the first Hangover. That was that was a good one, but I mean, there's there's plenty of bad in here. Yeah. Do you guys? So let me ask you guys something now that Hangovers come up. Do you believe the Hangover movies are rewatchable, or are they just good one shots? The first one is rewatchable still. Okay. Yeah. The other couple, not really. Yeah. Well, I just I watched the first one, loved it recently, and I watched the second two, and there is a. I mean, not that I haven't seen them before, but there is a very noticeable drop off in quality. Um, it's it's well, okay. So here's the 2009. Best Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges. That's a great movie. So yeah, that was no, that was two thousand. That was the year before that, I think, because that that actually won Best Picture, didn't it? That year it came out. No, Hurt Locker. Oh, so yeah, the Hurt Locker one. Hurt, Hurt Locker, Avatar, The Blind Side, District Nine, uh, and Education, and Glorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Precious. Man, Up, and Up in the Air. All were nominated for Best Picture. All right, I mean that's not a bad list. No, that's uh, that's a hell of a list. But uh, I mean. Catherine Bigelow, James Cameron, Quentin Tarantino, Lee Daniels, and Jason Reitman were the directors. Again, a stellar list of directors. Um, yeah, I just wanted a quick recap on that. I mean, I don't. I'm going to talk to him again, but I just I thought that was interesting. That's. Uh, I mean, I've heard many different years as the last good year for movies, and 2009 was only, you know, what now 11 years ago. So, yeah, interesting. There's some Twilight movies that year too. Oh no. Yeah, but they made Kristen Stewart, man. I mean, we have Kristen Stewart because of Twilight. Oh, Up in the Air. I love that movie. Yeah, with George Clooney. That's a Clooney, great movie. Clooney, that's a great movie. That is a wonderful movie. First Star Trek, the first new Star Trek came out. Princess and the Frog was a... Hey, goddamn, maybe I'm wrong. Then there's disappointments like, you know, The Watchmen. <laughs> that was... A that was one of those, like, in the rare category of, like, built up so much, and then the movie comes out, and it's like, eh... Kind of like a oh, twelve five. rounds with John Cena. Oh, yeah, we talking about <laughs> yes. that. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. I, I figured you were still there for that. I know you left uh, sometime after that, but no, I'm still there for that. Hang on, what else we got? Oh, the Hannah Montana movie came out in two thousand nine. Oh, all right, all right, that's quality. Mm, what else? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, you know, A little deep dive back into the Revenge of the Fallen Transformers movie with the second one, which is the worst one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I but mean. man, that, that broke the billion dollar mark. Under, I made a ton of money. Un, un, under like five weeks or something, it broke the billion dollar mark, which is yeah. pretty incredible. I mean, from back then, that was a pretty incredible che- achievement. Yep. So tell your dude I agree with him 100%. Uh, okay. <laughs> that I love I love 12 rounds with John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him that's the movie you want to you wanna say you agree with him with 2009. Yes. Deal. <laughs> deal, deal. It unleashed John Cena to the world's... <laughs> All right, this is episode 222 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. 
let's get into the box office. What do you guys think took numero uno this week? Kong. Kong. Yeah, of course. Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, no. <laughs> Godzilla vs. <laughs> <laughs> Play it. Godzilla vs. Kong, 7.7 million. 7.7 million domestic, bringing its worldwide to 390 million, which is very respectable given the fact that it's available to stream on Amazon. Or, sorry, on I do that all the time, HBO. That's a pretty respectable number. What do you guys think the number would have been had it not been? Oh, we're talking half a billion by now for sure. At least five or six hundred, do you think? I don't say probably thirty percent more than it's than yeah. it's at. It's right. reasonable for the HBO thing. Yeah, so let's tack on say one hundred and twenty. My brother almost almost got HBO last night so he could watch that movie. Did you just convince him not to? Well, so, well, <laughs> he didn't think it was going to be fifteen dollars a month. He thought he could just go and watch the movie and pay for it one time. And he, was, he could. It would be fifteen dollars. I was like, I mean, you could just do the fifteen and watch everything on there for a month. He was like, I might. And then like he talked himself out of it. So well, HBO. I mean, I think I was thinking about that this week because we also had a conversation about streaming services. But I think HBO and Hulu actually have better value dollar for dollar than Netflix and Amazon. If you if you remove the shipping from Amazon and just do the streaming service for. What is it? hundred bucks a year now. One hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty. Amazon is so much crap that no one cares. Like, there's just so much garbage on Amazon. Though. Yeah, but man, they do there's have the vast. Garbage. They have they have the vast of night, and they have another one that we love. What's the other one we we love? Sound yeah. of Metal. Yeah, they, they have Sound of. I mean, those those movies are. Yeah, but man. for Hulu, Hulu has the best movie ever made. Oh, and... Palm Springs. Yeah, <laughs> Palm Springs. So, well, like I mean, it's interesting that you say that about about Amazon because like, don't don't get me wrong, those two movies are fantastic, but. I don't think that means that they have the better streaming service and better content. They have specific things that are great. Well, the thing and- about Hulu and and um, HBO is they they focus like if you go into Hulu and if you go into the movies category, like the like the actual movies, like it has like hundreds and hundreds of movies. Like they don't bog you down. I mean, if you want to watch movies and watch movies, and they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like tons of movies in every single category to choose from. When so most that, streaming services don't have that many. Netflix movies. has millions. Yeah, yeah, but millions. But, really bad. But, but, but the thing about Hulu so is so. Hulu, Hulu doesn't really do their own thing very often. That you know uh, the Hulu originals. Well, the only two are Hulu originals I can think of off the top of my head are the Palm Springs one and what was that weird Christmas movie we watched? Oh yeah, with uh, the the chicks or whatever that the, yeah. the the fake. <laughs> you can't be a lesbian in this house, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, happiest season. Yes, yeah. that movie was awful. I don't yes, think that. You have to think. I don't. When that was shot in Pittsburgh at the time, it was shot. I don't think it was a Hulu. I think that was meant for theatrical. Mm. So Still, that wasn't I mean, a Hulu all the way. But I'll argue all day long that Netflix is better than than HBO and Hulu and Amazon. It depends on what you're looking for. Because I mean, I'm. Depends on what you're looking for because most things, if you, okay, if you just randomly select something, you know, you just you hit, you hit, hit a button and then the program brings up something, there's a better chance it's going to be good on Hulu and um, uh, HBO than on Netflix. Netflix, you have such a. Actually, so I, I actually, I know what, I know the point he's making because after I watched Thunder Force, you know, I had some quality recommendations popped up because I watched Thunder Force. Okay. And that's not really the direction I want to go in my life. Yeah, but, okay, but, but that, that's just, that's just, playing the numbers and percentages you know hulu and amazon have less content so of course the chance of you finding of you land on something decent oh sure is going to be higher because there's just a vast well right but i mean i mean and i i understand you want the most value for your money so you want i just want to watch good movies 
But, but like, do you want? Do you care about the Yes Days and the Thunder Forces? Well, okay. dear God, no, okay. I don't. No, but that being said, we've had some serious quality on Netflix as well. You know what That's I mean? True. So That's true. That's very true. It's not like it's not like Netflix always misses. But we've had I some mean, good stuff come from there, like Extraction. Yes, Netflix had some. Oh, has some quality. <laughs> I, like, I mean, Highwaymen, for example, that's a pretty solid okay. seven or eight. Yeah, yeah cool. Highwaymen was good. Triple Frontier, I, I, I enjoyed that one. It wasn't the best, but I, it was early in their in their stuff, you know, their own original, and it was good. Sure, big big, it was big there. budget. Yep, it was probably about well. I mean, that's too long. This is a big. I mean, I'm planning a, a talk an episode. We talk about streaming services here in the somewhat six month future, but yeah. a, little, a little bit of taste there. But I mean, and I like, yeah. And if you're only talking movies, maybe, but at the same time, there are so many Netflix series that are gold. There's so many good ones out there. I don't. I mean, see, that's another question. Game is fantastic, and uh, Ozark. Yeah, Ozark's so cool. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm still you, you can't forget the biggest one. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to get someone to watch Ozark so bad, and like, I just, I'm, they're on the precipice. And once they do, like, I, I know they're gonna enjoy it. Here's the thing about Ozark: is if you love Jason Bateman, you will just love Ozark. I like Jason Bateman and Thunder Force. So, so <laughs> I feel bad saying that. So the person that I'm trying to get to watch Ozark is um. Is, is is my wife, and she has a problem with Jason Bateman Whoa. as an actor. Whoa! Because Why? First experience, first impressions are important, right? Sure. Her first experience with Jason Bateman was Juno, where he was that creepy, creepy older guy. Hit, oh like, yeah, girl or whatever. And so, like, she's always a little like skeezed out by him. In, in yeah, okay, here, okay, but okay, in context, I, that role. He still did a great job in Juno. Yeah, well, yeah, no, she she has never disputed that he's a good actor, but she's but she said she, said she does not like him. Well, that's what she said. That's the problem. He did such a good job at being being skeezy that it's like like she she can't do it. It was too good. Yeah, <laughs> well, you you should try to offset that by having her watch Dodgeball, and he's the announcer who's <laughs> that... <laughs> she would hate Dodgeball. <laughs> I, that movie still makes me laugh. Like it just that, that movie is still one of the better comedies I think of the past twenty years. Just, I mean, it just. When was the last time you, either one of you watched Dodgeball? It's been a while. It's been a minute for me. But I always well. think of like underrated Dodgeball things, like when Peter's leaving and he talked to Lance Armstrong. Yeah. He's like, you know, when I had testicular brain, like names off like eight different cancers at one time and came back to win the Tour de France. He goes, But you must have your reasons, Peter. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when the sign crushes patches, he's like, Yeah, yeah. they're off a card of. There's not a Hallmark card for your dodgeball coach got crushed by two tons of irony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good one. I just I think I that's the way it. you would have wanted to go. <laughs> if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Justin Long gets hit in the face. Yeah, that's a that's a good one from 2004. That was like early Vince Vaughn too. That was after old school. I mean, that was probably like the, one of the first times Vince Vaughn really had like his own thing. Sure. Right? Or, or am I remembering? That's it? probably right. Okay, fair enough. Okay, number two, nobody <laughs> bringing in two point five million, bringing its worldwide to thirty four point five. Nobody, which I've watched again. Thank you very much. That's a that's a great movie. The Unholy two point one million, bringing its worldwide to a tad over ten million. Raya and the Last Dragon one point nine million, bringing its worldwide to just below hundred at ninety five point six million. I wonder how much that movie made on Disney Plus though. Hmm. I'll never tell. Oh, I mean. The fact that they keep see, I don't. I'm worried that they're going to keep doing this forever and ever, and locking premium films behind. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, they're. Going I, to I, I mean, look, it's a good business decision. I'm just, I'm, I'm all about the how the most people can see it for the cheapest amount of money. So, I mean, I, I just, 
Uh, it just depends on where you go because I mean, okay, case in point, the AMC back where we are all native to is what that backed up. It's what five dollars a ticket, pretty much five forty nine, five forty nine, or like six forty nine for an, for like a Saturday evening ticket or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Here, uh, here, the matinee was nine ninety nine and fourteen ninety nine for an adult ticket. At yeah, TV. did you use your AMC's reward card? Yeah, but also, that matters to you. Yes, I went. I, I did, but I also went with someone, so I, you know, I had to pay for at least one ticket. But I don't see why you had to pay for anything, yeah, right? It's twenty twenty one, bro. Oh, right. You you use your Roger, you know, you you use your set of skills and you do things, but no, I'd have bought popcorn and be like, buy your own goddamn ticket. Let's see what this is a conversation. This ain't chivalry, bro. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Tom and Jerry, one point one, still hanging in the top five. One hundred one million. You want to talk about quality on HBO Max? That ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's that torpedoes my argument pretty much out of the water, but. <laughs> All right, not much change up there. I'm I'm actually kind of upset that Tom and Jerry even well put this in, in into perspective. Tom and Jerry with streaming service only made a third of what Kong made in the theaters. Yeah, think about one that. of those is Godzilla versus Kong. The other is Tom and Jerry. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. All right, not much shake up in the box office. I mean, there's wait, you didn't say Voyagers, did you? No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't oh try. no! It didn't even know. play it at one of our theaters, dude. True. Like, I don't know if they just picked it up. All right, <laughs> looking at some upcoming releases, there's not been a whole lot of shakeup from last week. Last week and the week before was a pretty big shakeup for things finally choosing, uh, finally choosing dates. Uh, here's what I hadn't: the Human Factor. That's a that's that came into theaters Friday, May seventh. Uh, next Friday. So next Friday, baby, get ready for Mortal Kombat. Yes. That'll be fun. Keep going. Keep going. I don't remember. Hey, you got four minutes to go. <laughs> Just sit here in silence. Like, Quality stream content. Just go. All right. Here's the May for you. Spiral, the Book of Saw, May 14th, oh. with Those Who Wish Me Dead, also the woman in the oh, saw the new trailer. That was the first Spiral. time from yeah. seeing the trailer. I will say and, I was a little I cringed a couple only a couple moments, which is good. Good for a song movie. And the I didn't Zach- that Chris Rock was the producer. I did. No, we knew that. We knew he did was we? paying for it. Yeah. yeah. He actually moved into the producing role a while ago. He's been doing that for a little bit. Oh no, I did I just didn't know he was doing it for Spiral. That's yeah. All. Um, yeah. Army of the his sorry, movie. The week after that, Army of the Dead, that's theatrically and Netflix. Can we talk about that for a second? This the, the Zack Snyder movie, yeah, of course. It looks like a mess, right? I don't know. I seen well, it. It, so it, it's a zombie apocalypse movie with you know, with, uh, obviously meant to be more of an action movie than than a like thriller or whatever, which is fine. Good. And they're they're trying to steal money from a vault. I'm confused. Oh wait, I do know what. Okay, I've seen. You it. know what I mean? Like what? It, but there's a zombie apocalypse, and there's still left. Do you have you not known the, the masterpiece, which is Hurricane Heist? Uh, <laughs> have you not know about that movie? <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> Gibson in it or whatever? Oh, what? No, no, no. There's a movie called Hurricane Heist. It's made, written by one of the stunt guys from uh, Fast and Furious about them robbing a mint deposit, one of the U.S. mint depositories, in the middle of a Class Five hurricane. Okay. It's amazing and terrible and amazing. 
What was that movie? I'm thinking where Mel Gibson and the and there's like a hurricane happening. And there's people trying to kill him. I know. Oh, yeah. I remember, no, they're trying to kill his daughter. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, that, was a while. that was like a year ago. Yeah, that, that was, was a while ago. Not quite, but yeah. Mel's on the up and up. Thank goodness. Mel's on the up and up. Yeah, I don't remember what it is uh, off the top of my head. Well, still, either way. But anyway, so this movie looks like a mess because why are they stealing money in a zombie apocalypse? Money matters. I hate that. No. Well, we we, we, we may actually we may actually have a guest that week. Someone uh, worked on it that uh, is on my show, so I may be able to coax someone to come on that week and talk about what it was like. Is it the writer? Is it Zack Snyder? It's not the writer or Zack Snyder. Oh shit! <laughs> All right. Well, I doubt they have any real input on why this movie is about what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. All right. Well, that may or may not happen. May twenty eighth, we wrap up May with Cruella and A Quiet Place Part Two. So that's still. Um, the, the Cruella thing. The more I see the Cruella trailer, the more I hate my life. Dude, right listen, now watch it's, it. it's a weird Batman villain origin story. <laughs> no, I, I Tell like, me that I'm I not. Like it. Trust me, I like it. God damn. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting either way. It'll be, it'll certainly be interesting. That's just not one that I'm super psyched about, which is weird because, like, I usually get psyched about all Disney movies, but you know. All right, you know, what's streaming? Not locked behind a paywall. <laughs> that's I mean, that's telling you something that you know. That's telling you something, but. All right, what's streaming today? We're looking at Disney Plus. Three three things, as always. National Geographic's Earth Moods. It's a TV series that came out this year. Um, the one thing I love about these National Geographic series is the cinematography is second to none. And you always have a great narrator and you always have a wonderful score. And it's just, it's just fun to look at. I mean, if nothing else, it's beautiful to look at. So we just – what did we just recently – I mean, as of recently in the past six, seven months, the – the one about the whales, was it? Or the dolphins? The, the, dolphin. the, the dolphin reef or whatever? Wasn't that like a year ago, for yeah. real? <laughs> no, that, well, that was during, yeah. Pro- yeah. Okay, that was during, okay, lockdown had just started. And what was the, the, the coral reef and what was the one about the elephant? The elephant, yeah. Yeah. Those were kind of, but those are great, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, those, I mean, they're good. I enjoy sure. the elephant one a lot. I do enjoy those. The Nightmare Before Christmas, famously directed by Tim Burton. Chris Anderson, Catherine O'Hara, William Hickey, Glenn Sadix, Paul Rubens before he went away, and Ken Page, 1993. I actually just saw a statistic that said one – there was a, a certain two-minute two minute span of that movie that took seven weeks to film. Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the that? the part where the little kid holds up the severed head out of the – I don't – I just saw that on a statistic. I love that. Um, <laughs> All right, and The Princess Bride, also very famously directed by Rob Reiner, Carrie Elwes, Mandy Patinkin, Robin Wright, Chris Anderson, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, Fred Savage, Peter Falk, Billy Crystal, 1987. That movie is getting a, uh, a remake, unfortunately. So uh, if you love that one, please try to preserve it in your mind and all of its wonderful glory now before they ruin it, which they absolutely will. I heard they're redoing Willow, too. Willow, like that, the movie with uh, Val Kilmer? What? You mean the Val Kilmer uh, movie with Willow? Where... I, I forget like, the no, content. No, the movie movies. Willow starring um, Christ. Wait, wait, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, remember, I don't remember the guy's name, but Val Kilmer's in that, right? I don't think so. I don't remember. He definitely is in that. Look it up right now. Just fact check. No. Mm. Thanks for being a productive member of the show. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some trailers. I'm the domineering force in this show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, reminiscence with Hugh Jackman, even though it's only a you know a very short, less than thirty second teaser. What do you guys think? Does I have no idea what it's about. He is in that movie. <laughs> yes, Hugh Jackman <laughs> is in the film. Past that, I don't don't really. know. It really has the vibe of a Nolan film. Uh, I mean, it's 
kind of has that kind of like vibeish to it. But and you know, he is from I think the best Nolan film, The Prestige. So I mean, that's exciting. I, Hugh Jackman is wonderful, and you really can't go wrong with Hugh Jackman. Chris, don't say it because as Wolverine, he's great. I know. I'm aware of this. Okay, I, I didn't want you to, to naysay the X Men movies because of the X Men movies, but. No? Great, great. Fast 9. Let's talk about the 3 minute and 20 second trailer for the new Fast 9. Hell yes. Let's talk about it. What is going on in this franchise? (laughs) I'll tell you what's happening. It involves space. Because hell yes it does. (laughs) Well, we all remember the car that um, Tyrese Gibson is... No, who's who's the... Is it Ludacris? Yeah. It's Tyrese and Ludacris. Yeah. Or, or like, no, that's not a good idea. And the guy's like, I strapped a Pontiac a rocket to a... Is that a rocket strapped to a Pontiac Fiero? <laughs> yes. Magnificent, isn't it? No. No, it is not. And in this trailer, we finally see it going towards space. <laughs> <laughs> launched off another vehicle to be launched into space or somewhere nearby. Honestly, they're wearing like old school diving suits. I appreciate that. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think every time they make a fast movie, they, 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 in the past three or four, they try to see if they can one-up themselves with how to break physics even further. Well, I mean, you can't use physics to get to space, so... You could definitely but, put a okay, card. Okay, so everyone by now has seen the trailer for Fast. One of the trailers, but all the trailers have... The scene when Dom is in a car with uh, Michelle Rodriguez and they're careening towards a cliff that the bridge is not there anymore. And he yep. aims for the, the, the stone pylon. And what if that stone pylon does, does, doesn't catch? I'm just but wondering. They launch into the ocean. No, no. And like, and like, so I was thinking that during the trailer, I was thinking how much shit has to line up perfectly for this stuff to happen in these movies. And like, I was thinking. If they just used their brain power someplace else, they could have they could have cured cancer. Yeah, right? they really could have. It's all planned out. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. You, it's fantastical in like the most fantastical way. Yeah, it, I don't know. These movies are something else. Yeah, <laughs> Which, but well, I think the interesting thing is for a long time there's been an argument of. I mean, which ones aren't canon? Two is you know two. I'm okay with not being canon. People say even though. There's a, there's a scene in one of the later ones with Statham actually set up the scene in three when Han when Han got stuck yeah, in the no, they, they rewrote everything back into a circle to get everything back to the way it's supposed to be. So I'm curious if whatever Han retro rewrite they're doing to, you know, just justice for Han, as you know, Ford Love a Cinema friend Alex Traveri was all about. Um, I wonder if they're gonna retro it so that three never happened. No, they won't do that. You, you don't think they'll there, you never actually see Han die. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you see him in a burning car. I don't know so? what do you need. What How do you many know? things have to happen in this in this franchise for you to say, well, no, that couldn't have happened then? Because they I mean, we're glossing over now the car going into space, but we couldn't have faked one death. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, you're you're okay. You're 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 not wrong there, and I'll give you I'll I'll give you that. It's just I don't when you deep dive into, well, you never actually saw him die. There are so many characters in so many different movies that could still be alive at that point. So, of course. I mean, it was the but none of them are as valuable as Han is to the Fast and Furious franchise. That's true. It was the Walking Dead and the um, and the Game of Thrones rule for the longest time. If you did not see them die on screen, they weren't actually they weren't dead. dead. Like, unless you can confirm it with your eyes, they're probably not gone yet. Fair. That's that's another thing. I'm asking everyone I come across on this new show. 
what they thought about Game of Thrones season eight. And I've come across one woman who responded with absolute anger. And she goes, I don't know you, but let's just not talk about that because that's never going to be okay. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> deep dive into it. I, I didn't want to deep dive. <laughs> she looked like she was about to strangle me when I asked her. But um, yeah, that's just, I, it's, I don't, I, I don't understand that there's people out there that, you know, actually season eight, that was okay. I, you know, I'm okay with it. Like, what? And I'm trying to make what accent is that it, it's a nerdy accent. When someone tries to explain that everything happened a certain way, because the story was like, no, mm. the story did not go there. Mm. I'm just <laughs> saying. Anyway, back to, back to fast nine. Yeah, you, I was like, yeah, it's brand. You guys want to, um, anything else you want to say about fast nine? Or are you guys just ready to perform? Oh, Ready for it? Yeah. Let's go. I hope it's four hours long. I have to watch the last three so I can catch up, but you know. You probably don't, but you should. <laughs> I mean... Well, Damien, watch the last three? No, I, I think I've seen one or two. Just at one point, they're, they're in um, Dubai, and they go out of one building with a car into another building, out through that building into a third building, all in a vehicle. That's the last one Paul Walker was in. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know what? If you haven't seen eight, Chris, let me let me tell you. In eight, I've seen the one. Where, I've seen the one where where, where Letty comes back. That, where, that's where that's is. four. I think that's the fat. The the like. Oh the, no, no, it's five. Is it five? Okay. Well, five was the the, the bank vault heist. Oh no. Okay, so it's six where they're in England. Yeah, I've seen the Deckard Shaw. There's like yes, yes Shaw. He's yeah. in it. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the first the first Shaw. Oh, shows. how about how about in this one when uh, how about in this trailer? Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the one I've seen. How about in this trailer when Helen Mirren's like, "Can you can you pull the e brake for me, honey? Please." Is that that Latin pull the e brake for me? <laughs> that's Statham, right? In the car. No, right? that was Dom. Yeah, oh, that was Dom. Okay. Okay. I just I yeah, love the fact that Helen Mirren is in this. Uh, those are her kids in oh, the Fast okay. Universe. Trust me, it matters. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Helen Mirren. Because anything gets me and Helen Mirren driving a Lambo down the road <laughs> pulling e brakes, I'm here for it. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Helen Mirren is like one of the few actors that really gives that like franchise. All right, Helen Mirren. She's one of the greatest actresses yeah. to ever live, and she's yeah. in the Fast franchise. Yeah. Think about it. It makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Well, there's a there's a uh, I saw an interview with her actually a year or two ago that's probably on YouTube somewhere that says she has a wonderful time filming her parts in those movies. Of course she does. Why wouldn't she? Well, like we said it before. That's got to be one of one of the most fun sets to work on. Hell I mean, yeah. not for the stunt guys, I bet. No, I bet they have I a- bet you they get their ass kicked. They do, but I bet they have a great goddamn time, too, though. Well, yeah, because they probably make a shitload of money. Yeah, stunts stunts make so much money. I, get, I can't even tell you. I mean, stunts make so much money. I mean, I, learn, I learned this week how much somebody wrote yesterday got and realized that I'm in the wrong business. Oh <laughs> you know what? Don't, don't talk about that. We Don't talk about that. But yeah, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about that, please. Um, all right. Let's talk about the hitman's wife's bodyguard. With Ryan Reynolds, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, what do you guys think? You excited for this one, or is it a movie sure. that we probably didn't need? I apparently need to watch the first one because this one does look entertaining. Yeah, although you I mean, should if you haven't seen it. They're just a Salma Hayek fan, so but it's all right. It's all right. Salma Hayek's like, did we go over this last week? She's like pushing. She's in her fifties. A couple weeks ago, when we watched Bliss. Yeah, yeah, we watched Bliss. Like she's pushing sixty, and like in. Her character in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is talking about having a baby. I just think it's funny how some of these actresses refuse to give up roles with women that are supposed to be in their 30s. What's going on there? No? No comment? 
You just sit on that one for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it's just weird to me. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am oddly not excited for the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I don't know why, and I usually get excited for every movie I see a trailer for, but this one, I'm just, I'm not sure we needed it. We did need it. Okay. you brought Anything that gets me more Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't think anything, fair, I guess. You know, anything wrong with this. No. I do love Samuel. I mean, I like the first one enough, I guess. I was entertained by it. I only saw it once, though. It's one of those rare movies I only watched once. I mean, you want to go back to where we don't get any new movies in theaters for, like, you know, months at a time? Yes. No, that that that, yeah. that oh, time's gone. Then, then, no, I mean, then, I mean, give no. me this movie. It's fine. All right. Well, those are some trailers. Uh, I mean, the big one is the faster. Chris, oh, I'm going to tell you if you haven't seen eight, there's a scene in eight where well, is there a tank on the ice, Roger? Too, or is it just a bunch of cars? Oh no, Tesh is there's Tesh's, a submarine, isn't there? There's a submarine. There's a submarine. There's there's also a uh, a tank thing. As well, it was because, a tank thing, but the, yeah. the rock is hanging off the side of something. I don't remember what it is. And, yeah, there's, he, and, and there's a missile on the ice. Grabs a torpedo <laughs> and turns it with his hand. <laughs> like you have that to look forward to. Absolutely, Listen, it's not entirely unbelievable. That's not the most unbelievable part of the scene. <laughs> just, oh. yeah, that's really uh, not. Just, the, the just to note, at, at one point there is one of them when they're in like downtown LA. And the uh, Dwayne Johnson comes up to a crashed helicopter, rips off the helicopter minigun, is walking down the street with a minigun like goddamn Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) (laughs) No one was. He was. And it's wonderful. Oh, I I need to call my brother and just say, listen. We're, we're we're gonna watch these movies. We need. I, I need we're to, gonna get a twelve pack. I need to do this and for research purposes. Research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those research. movies are those movies are a lot of fun. Um, they are. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You won't be disappointed. No, you will enjoy them at least. No, you will not. Okay, let's talk about. We should do. We should do Voyagers first. Should we? Or Thunder Force? No, no. Let's do Voyagers. I don't care which one we do. I was follow tradition. Um, we'll we'll save the theatrical for the the bigger topic. Um, I mean, I think that movie. I mean, even if it's only marginal, is better than Thunder Force. All right, Thunder Force came out April 9th, 2021, very recent. Mm. And I'm going to do the particulars here. Give me one second. Um, Thunder Force. I'm not sure that a lot of <laughs> I, I have a lot, a lot to say. Okay, Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Bobby Cannavale, Jason Bateman, Melissa Leo, uh, Taylor Mosby, which I just worked with in Wilmington. All right, let's, we're going to start something differently by just saying what we expected before we dive into it. Um, I, I admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of Melissa McCarthy, so I didn't expect much from this, but I know Jason Bateman's in it. So the, hold on, hold on, hold on. you didn't expect much of this because of, because of Melissa, Melissa McCarthy or because you watched the trailer? No, no, no. Well, be, Melissa, Mc, her past three or four movies, I historically have not enjoyed because I just don't, I don't, I don't enjoy her brand of comedy. Okay. So I knew that going in, but I also know that Octavia Spencer is an Academy Award-winning actress, and I love Jason Bateman. So I mean, two two positives balanced out a negative to me. So I was kind of very lukewarm going into it. What about you, Chris? Roger? I expected dog shit. <laughs> Chris, I, I, I was <laughs> I was not excited to see this movie. You know, I and I'm the only one who's going to tell the truth today, huh? Okay. I was preaching that the whole week. Was I was not excited for Thunder Force. 
I was ready to be let down hard. We, okay, here's okay. So Roger, take why don't you sum up Thunder Force for us? Get take thirty seconds. He just did. He said dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Force is a weird superhero buddy cop movie that stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer for some reason. Um, done. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, that's we, about it. There we we actually the the beginning, the beginning of this movie is tough. There's one pretty one, cringy. There's one or two jokes in the classroom when they're both young kids that I thought were pretty hilarious. Uh, some the the, the teachers try, trying to maintain control of his classroom and it's he's kind of losing control and. Someone insults someone, and he goes, "Grammatically, that's correct, but you still have a, you still get detention." I thought that was friggin' hilarious. But other than that, the first three or four jokes in this movie, all revolving around Melissa McCarthy's character, really just fall flat, and it's cringeworthy flat. It's not a good flat, but there's a good flat. It's an absolute cringeworthy. You know, do you guys get the do you guys get the uh, vibe that she's trying to be like Vince Vaughnish in the way she talks? Who Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, how she like just rambles on and on and on. And I wouldn't compare to Vince Vaughn. I mean, maybe maybe that was some of her inspiration for when she was, you know, like getting into acting, possibly. But she's, I don't know. She seems like the same as that character I've seen her in everything. Like, I, that's my only, that's my main issue with Melissa McCarthy and and the movies that are centered around her is that she's the same person in every single movie, just with different names. Like which, she's just, which, which this is, is just. This is just Tammy with superpowers, right? Which, which is exactly what uh, Vince Vaughn is. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's fair. I, I I don't know all of Vince Vaughn's work. I'm not I'm not a fan, you know. But it's like you ever seen any of Vince Vaughn's work? That I've seen them all. Got it. Well, well, no, well, not all. Most. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. Like she just she, she's the same person in all the movies I've seen with her, and and this one was a, more the same. All right. I mean, that's fair. I mean. Yeah, that's not too far from the... Rod, you want to chime in about Melissa McCarthy or just want to jump, jump into the movie? No, let's get to the movie. All right. So, Melissa McCarthy is the friend that was kind of the drifter, the the loner, the one that really didn't achieve much. And then Octavia Spencer is Emily Stanton. She's the, she's a friend who just had a rocket strapped to her back and she's going up, 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 up. She wants to study and read and make the world a better place. And we, then we come we come to... How many years later was it? Like they're they're thirty two now, so we come to twenty years later. Um, it's the day. It's the night of their high school reunion, and Lydia, Melissa McCarthy's character, wants to get Octavia Spencer's character Emily to come to the. They want to. She wants to reconnect with her old best friend, and then through a series of stupid mishaps, she gets superpowers. <laughs> she gets ejected with the first out of thirty two injections of superpowers. <laughs> Which is the dumbest? I can't even begin. Yeah, I, did, to I did laugh during one injection when it stabbed her right in the boobs. She's like, "Did it have to go right into my chest?" She's like, "Yes, yes, it did." So I chuckled hard at one moment, and that was the second injection she gets, where like, where she's talking to um to Octavia Spencer's character, and then like out of nowhere, it just grips her from behind and shocks her. Like that 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 was good. I laughed, and then that was the only time I felt joy during this movie. Mm. The only time, huh? Yeah. What about no. during the what, what, what about, came in with the show? Okay, right, right. <laughs> what about during the, the the schoolyard brawl, where she just straight up punches that kid in the face? Oh, yeah, no, and she's like, she's like, get in the dumpster. <laughs> no, get in the dumpster now. It's funnier when you say it though. Yeah, that weird. Well, no, I'm hilarious. It's uh, not. <laughs> it's not. Also, is that weird to have a dumpster open in the in the play in the school schoolyard the kids play in? Is that weird? Oh, wow. I went to Buckeye Local. No, it's not. So no, so it's not. All. <laughs> Shout out to Buckeye. <laughs> I mean, you, 
you could absolutely dive into these characters deep, but I mean, they're surface level characters. I think at best in this movie. Is that would you guys argue with that? No, I mean, there's no depth I mean, to this movie. What you what you what the only person I cared about by the end was the king, just because I want to know what his deal was. <laughs> but the, this movie is. I mean, yes, there's emotional depth to the characters, but only for a few minutes and not enough to care. Did did you care about anyone in this movie outside of? Maybe um, the crab, Emily's Emily's daughter, and Jason Bateman, the crab. No, and we keep saying the crab, but he literally has that's his name. <laughs> yeah, they call him the crab, and he has he literally has crab arms. I love when he's talking about being bit by a radioactive crab <laughs> in the genitals. <laughs> I like so at the end he's got this little nub for, for some oh, reason. Oh yeah, because he like... loses well, he loses claw. Crabs, crabs can regenerate yep. claws. He's got <laughs> little tiny <laughs> crab. Arms. Just a little, just a little crab claw like leg inside of his big crab leg. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of a uh, scary movie too. This is my strong hand, the little hand. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't try very hard. They did not care. No, but I laughed at that, though. That's so what I did laugh at. Ugh. I mean, we can talk about what else I didn't laugh at in this movie. Most of the movie? Most of it. I, <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit, I chuckled. I mean, I think I, I, I laughed, I think, counted five or six times. I think six, six, six times I, I laughed. So, But they wanna... weren't really, they were like, there were moments I would never laugh at again and moments that I laughed at only the first time because it's like, I don't, it's, it's the same thing as jump scare, you know, trash jump scare in horror films. It's like those really cheap jabs at comedy that you laugh at once only because you're not ready for it. And it's, it's really kind of funny because your brain processes it quickly. But after you hear it once, you're never going to laugh at it again. Sure. And, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Um, so I caused a little bit of uh, controversy amongst the three of us, I guess, at one point during this week when I said Thunder Force wasn't as bad as I expected to be. And somehow this gets misconstrued as I thought Thunder Force was good. I would like to clarify one thing. <laughs> Thunder Force is not good. What? <laughs> I no, just you, you, it the worst movie I've ever seen, and it wasn't. You expected a one, and, and you got a, probably a two and a half or a three. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly. Yeah. That's not, Which, that's I not mean, fair. here's the thing, though. But in perspective, that's a significant increase. That's a, well, it is, but, okay, well, that's right. <laughs> well, let's take a minute and talk about – so th- th- this is a Netflix – this is a Netflix movie. So let, let, let me ask you this in, in, in all seriousness. I think they really missed the boat on having, like, Thunderstruck play in this movie, though, right? Yeah, of course they I did. Thought. I mean, there, there was a great that's scene with Seal. Whatever. You know, I, li- I like Seal, though. Yeah, everybody <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so – does this script again? We talked about it with yesterday. Yesterday only survives because it's a Netflix original. Does Thunder Force exist in a non-Netflix world in the theater? Yes, no. I think this one. You think does. it does? I think this one does. I think if I think COVID never happens, this script's lying somewhere, and you know, because because it didn't Melissa McCarthy's husband write the script and put her in it. Like uh, that's what this is. Oh, I don't ben, know. Is, is that is, a thing? I think ben, so. Is Ben Falcone her husband? I didn't even know that. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he is. He's the guy that. Yeah. Okay. I think he is. Yeah. He 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 wrote it and directed it. Yeah. So and he's all, he's also in it too, isn't he? They have two children. <laughs> it says. So yeah, yeah. He's actually. Are they not allowed to have children? Like, no, I just I'm just saying. Is this like a personal attack on Ben Falcone and Melissa <laughs> no. McCarthy? Now? God damn. Anyway, I think that in another world where COVID didn't happen, this script is absolutely put out there. Melissa McCarthy stars in this movie, and it's it's on it's in theaters, hundred percent. See, I agree with you. 
on in a way that I won't agree with yesterday being in theater only because yesterday they just wanted to dump 15 or 20 million into something quickly. But Thunder Force, because it's got the names behind it. I mean, look, so Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Jason Bateman, Bobby Cannavale, Melissa Leo. Those are big, you know, household names. Even, even Kevin Dunn, the guy behind the bar and the, the guy behind the counter in the, in the diner. Those are all, that's like six names that people know and they know their face of. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with Chris. That was my point, though, of I think this movie does exist in theaters. Does, does it do well monetarily? No. Probably not. I would think it has a decent... It would have got smothered by Kong if it came on the same It weekend. does worse than the ghost, bu- the all-girl Ghostbuster cast movie. Which yes. she was also in, so... For sure. Yeah. Well, th- th- that's why I picked that one. It wasn't anything else, you know, any other reason. It, like, it does worse than that movie, but it, I mean, it still probably makes some money. It's probably a loss overall, but, you know, people go see that movie just like people go see all the other movies were amazed that they well, go let's, see. But let's talk about... Okay, so just... Let's talk about the movie. She's so Thunder Four. Okay, Super Intelligence. We we did we didn't watch. That's an HBO one. Um, can you ever forgive me? That was actually that's people, her good one, right? Yeah, people actually yeah. like that. Okay, the Happy Time Murders. That movie was <laughs> that movie was <laughs> you know, that movie was just wildly inappropriate. But I did laugh really hard a couple of times. But it's still bad. Yeah, you know what it was. I that movie so much more out of that. That movie, movie was a 2018 version of a uh, what's the movie with the puppets? The World Police. Team America. Team America. That, that movie was that version of. I mean, it was just outlandishly like inappropriate. Uh, Life of the Party, where she gets her, she goes back to college. Nope. I mean, Ghostbusters. No. Um, I mean, The Boss. No. Spy. No. I mean, we're talking. Actually, about- hold on. Spy is actually a decent movie. I didn't remember liking Spy. Isn't she in Heat? Yeah, but that's all. But that's that's Sandra Bullock too. Let's be honest yeah. about that. That's Sandra in the Bullock. Heat. Yeah. Heat, the, oh, the yeah. master crime movie. <laughs> she is not involved in the, the 1992 Michael Mann. Was yeah, it, the, what 92 or 93? Michael Mann. Excuse movie. me, in my plebeian words, <laughs> where Val Kilmer just loads a machine gun and just goes walking down the street mowing down police officers. <laughs> Look, that's yeah. a that's a masterpiece of a movie, though. Oh yeah, it is. Heat rules. Let's talk about that for the next. <laughs> you know I got listen. I got miles of things I can say about Heat. What you, know what, you know what's great about? So I got into this. He made the show better. <laughs> <laughs> no, Heat, but Heat was a great. Okay, we're getting off topic, but I mean, well, maybe we'll do a Heat episode one day. We start doing like yeah. episodes, like but... now. I just so at one point during. No, heat... was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to oh, Identity Thief, which. Was funny, but only because Jason Bateman. I was saying Bateman was in that one too, right? I like that movie. Yeah. I mean, now we're but see now we're entering the area. This is forty bridesmaids, but now we're we're going far enough back that she's not the main star. She's just one of yeah. the stars with other people that are also great. Uh, I mean, see, it just I just of all the people in comedy right now, I just think Melissa McCarthy is probably one of the ones that is the least funny. I mean. Is it just me or is it, I mean. No. Okay, good. I mean, I'm just, if you're going to be in comedy movies, you better be funny. Like, why, why else are you in comedy? You're not funny. I guess that's my thing is I just don't laugh at her very often. This is just I mean, the average humor. So like, so I, I was, I, I saw something that kind of talks about like this kind of humor and, it, and a good point was made. Like, I'm sure this is hilarious when they're filming. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, like, like this is probably a fun set to work on when she, when she's doing the, all the ad-lib stuff and is just riffing off these jokes. I'm sure everyone's having a good time. I'm sure it's funny. It just doesn't translate 
in my opinion, for what I enjoy out of comedy, well on the screen. Like the final product isn't as good as as what it seems like when they're filming this stuff because it just there's so many jokes that run long that aren't funny to begin with, and it just it just becomes awkward. And it's not the good kind of awkward where you know where you're it's like cringe humor. It's just cringy, and I don't like it. I agree with you. Everything you just said, I think, is spot on to what I would say. It's just if Thunder Force never existed, I don't think anything in my in my movie palette would have ever changed. I'm never going to reference this for, oh, there was a moment in Thunder Force when, you know what I mean? And I'm, you know, as Roger will tell you, I'm very famous. The masterwork film. <laughs> Thunder Force. But like, here's the thing the is, moment. so, okay, <laughs> so I, mean, I mean, you know, Roger says this about me a lot, that I am always the one that, like, if a movie's bad or we don't like it, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But there is this wonderful scene. I don't. I I was watching for and could not spot any of those great scenes in this one. I don't have a scene, but I have a movie trope that I really respected in this movie that that happened. What's that? So, so one of my pet peeves in movies, anything, is when there's a countdown timer, and it doesn't line up with what actually happens on screen. Mm. You know, like it's got thirty six seconds left and seven minutes of screen time later that's oh, still coming yeah. down. I hate that. I, I absolutely yeah. drives me nuts. At one point they show you the timer with one minute and forty eight seconds left. I turned my stopwatch on and pretty at, close. And no, it was spot on. It blow, it blows up a minute forty eight seconds later of screen time. Nice. I was like That's respectable. Good, good on you, Thunder Force. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's the best. All right, part all right. Movie. Okay. That if if I'm gonna have to find one thing to do, that's probably it. Where where I mean spoilers she willingly said like she willingly thinks she's going to die to save people and i gotta i gotta respect that moment at least that's a somewhat enjoyable moment if you're looking if you're if you're looking for moments to pull out of a film that's definitely one of them that i I was i I was hoping but knowing that it wasn't going to happen that she was that she actually dies spoiler she doesn't die you're not going to think so either um that she actually dies in that moment i've been like wow this this movie just turned into a fucking six wow (laughs) Self-sacrifice. That's, I mean, that's that's how that's how I thought about the second Avengers movie when the like that massive chunk of Earth was gonna come careening down. Like, this is it. This is gonna be the greatest thing ever. And then oh, Marvel has no balls and they mass die. murder. This is gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a great take home. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, is there anything you guys liked about this movie? Let me ask you that before we get into the dislikes. So there was a timer at a minute forty eight seconds <laughs> and it counts down at perfectly on screen. I like that part. All right, Man. fair. Rod, what, what about you? Anything at all? Tiny crap pause. I mean, I yes, Jason Bateman is very likable, and the taser scene in the in the first crime. Oh, she's that. like you're cooking him for you're cooking him from the inside. That was kind of because like the spot on his face like starts smoking, <laughs> <laughs> and then later on he's just like, "Did you put concealer over?" He's got like weird, terrible makeup. He's like, "Yeah, can you tell?" He's like, "Yes, looks like shit." <laughs> because he's okay, so he's getting tased. He's he's screaming in pain. Octavia Spencer, who was tasing him, is screaming because he's screaming. And then the guy behind the counter, it cuts to him real for a second. He's just shaking his head no. Like, no. like in one of those Adam Sandler comedies, but nope. But I thought that was kind of an interesting scene how it played out, only because they never – Jason Bateman just – he's there with crab, crab arms, and there's no explanation for it at all. Well, and like, so I'm going to become you for a moment with like movie continuity and things making sense. They start this movie off with the presence that only sociopaths get powers, right? That's why they're that's why right, okay. only bad guys have them. So by that definition, Jason Bateman's character needs to be a, a villainous sociopath. But yet he 
be he turns into a leaf during the movie, so that breaks the lo- the logic of your movie. Maybe yeah. he's still a bad person. I mean, that's probably true. But people it's can just, change, Chris. No, no, because does he lose his powers? Then what are the rules here? You know, like oh well, no, hold on, hold on. He, no, that's not how he got his powers. Oh, he got bit by radioactive. That's crab. right. Well, th- okay, well, this movie doesn't set that precedent. Then. That's right. So now there's radioactive crabs. Oh man, and there, there's that joke which they do. Four oh, yeah, or five we, times the half miscreant or half creant, half creant. Which is like, half half creant. Creant. Oh, I did laugh at the second time, which he's like, he doesn't look Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yes. was that was that Mantis? By the way, the the, the yes. woman that shot. I um, thought so. Ken yeah, Palm Clemtf. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah, did that the was Mantis? The the what? Where'd the third super serum come from? She talked about only ever making two. Oh, her daughter. She was probably the first one. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Probably not. Also, her daughter. <laughs> so her daughter graduated. What Stanford or Harvard? San, uh, Stanford at fifteen. Stanford at, means she spent four years at Stanford. Means she was eleven. No, when she started. no, that does not mean she spent four years. That's at how Stanford. that works. Yeah. No? Okay. Well, I'm you can gonna... graduate in one year if you can handle the course load. Mm-hmm. That's it's a lot, but you could do it. That's condensed. I mean, I graduated in three and a half years at a four-year school, but I also went to school during the summer. Fair. I jumped around. It took me six, but I jumped around to five different universities. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I'm an idiot. Thank you. I graduated high school. Fair. That shocks no one. I know. (laughs) No one listening is like, well, damn, I never knew that about Chris. Shock. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> I lived it. I, I knew it. Fun story time for another time, but I probably should have had a fifth year high school, but someone saved me from that, who I so, still think to this day. So, okay, question. So, things that we never go back to, and it kind of bothers me, is the diner. So, in the beginning, blew it up. The, well, they, well, in the beginning, you gotta go get shawarma at the end, like at Avengers. No, 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 no. I mean, so in the beginning, there wasn't an after credit scene to this movie, was there? It was. Seriously? The, the, the tiny crab claw. Oh no! I was I meant like all the way at the end. No. Okay, because I'm just like, there's no way. I don't even know if you can watch all the way to the credits so, of a Netflix movie. Can you? So no, you yeah, you can. All you have to do is select the movie, and it'll, it'll well, go back to it. Here's the thing: if there's an after credit scene, you won't get your recommendations until after until until after you've seen mm-hmm. all the available scenes. Mm-hmm. It won't give you the recommendations. Um, so, oh, okay, I got you. I one thing I ex- one thing I expected was so in the beginning of the film, he's his diner is going under. He doesn't even have money to fix a door, and then in the middle, when you know Thunder Force has be- become a thing and established. You know, they've got people in the diner. He's like, this is great. Business is great. And then, of course, the diner blows up. And then they never go back to the diner. I always – why did they not go – why did they use that guy, cast him as Kevin Dunn, someone who's not cheap, he has a name for himself, to play that character and not go back to him in the, a third time? Or is, it just, is that just me wanting – That's just you because, listen, up. they blow up the diner and everything else takes place le- legitimately within the same 24-hour period following that. So their diner wouldn't have been repaired. So oh, you're right. You're right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're thinking like, hey, we should have got a flashback scene or something. Because yeah, that diner blew up that afternoon, and it progressed to the rest of the movie it was like that evening. So, no, no diner. Uh so okay. So Thunder Force. Let's just before we let's just move to score it and keep in mind that just it's a Netflix original. So I mean, if you want me to go first, I will. You want me to go first? Yes. I okay. Thunder Force to me is a three. It is kind of entertaining. It's got a good cast. Um, Jason Bateman is by far and away the best thing about this movie. Octavia Spencer is wasted. 
you don't need someone of her caliber to do what she does because there's never that moment that would require someone of Octavia Spencer's level. And I mean, when I say Octavia Spencer's level, I mean one of the highest of the highest. Yeah, like the best to deliver that kind of line. What, what did we talk about last week that I, I said that too? That the guy didn't have to be in there because he didn't, we never got that moment from him. Mm. Had to be Kong. No, well, it was the other one. And, and it doesn't matter. He's last week. Um, so yeah, it just to me is is a three. It, it was. I can't recommend this to anybody. I mean, if your only option is watch Thunder Force or stare at a wall for five hours, I guess watch Thunder Force. But I mean, that's all I got for you. Go ahead, Chris. This movie has a good cast. I like Jason Bateman too. All right. Mm. This is a movie. Three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thunder Force. <laughs> this one was tough. <laughs> eight, eight and a half out of. Oh, no, so listen, listen. I, I I do want to be serious about this. I expected this movie to be a one. I'm surprised it was a three. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it's by far the other way around. Well, no, listen. If I'm coming in expecting it to be a three, if it ends up being worse, I'll be like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> I mean, I, this movie just misses on so many things. Yeah, I agree with Chris 100%. You're right. It misses on so And Roger, I didn't even thought about that, but Thunderstruck would have been that's that's a no-brainer to play in this movie. Like that's they couldn't afford, they couldn't afford it after all the <laughs> things they did with the budget. But you know what? Hold on. I do want to make a comment about something cuz it made me laugh about a moment in my life when she's talking about her vintage Slayer shirt to a moment uh in in my life a few years ago where a bunch of us were together for a bachelor party. And everybody had a sleeveless shirt on except my buddy who had a Slayer shirt on. And the guy's like, I'm ripping your sleeves. Like, this is my good Slayer shirt. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> and then he immediately goes, the sleeves ripped off his T-shirt. No, no man, get the hell away from me. No. This is my good Slayer shirt. <laughs> this is the kind of people that I hang out with. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roger, what's your, you're a big concert guy. What's your? Do you have a shirt like that that you kind of covet because you love the band? Yeah. No, no. I have like two band T-shirts, and it's for a band that mostly no one ever has ever heard of. So I, I want to talk stuff. about in depth of Beartooth. <laughs> you know? Beartooth is good stuff. Yeah, I know it is. That's why I have their T-shirt. I bought. Uh, I saw Foo Fighters once live. I bought a T-shirt then. I've never worn it outside of you know. I've also seen the Foo Fighters. I do not own their T-shirt. They were they're awesome live, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> All right, moving on to. May have been super high eating ice cream watching the Foo Fighters, and it was amazing. Right, there you go. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Voyagers, the theatrical release for the week. Uh, also, April 9th, 2021, directed by Neil Berger. Now, let's see. The cast is is kind of the interesting part here. And I, and I kind of wagered that going in. Lily Depp Rose, Ty Sheridan, Fiona Whitehead, Colin Farrell, who we were wrong about his screen time. We Actually, he's wrong. in here a lot more than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I, I totally expected him to be out of it after like the fourth minute, <laughs> like completely out of it. Um, uh, and what? who was was uh, Bran? <laughs> Isaac, Isaac something? Isaac Bran from Game of Thrones? Yeah, Isaac something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, it's Bran. Isaac Hempstead Wright as Edward. Oh, he's got three names. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he got three names. He's one of those guys. I mean, like, why would you leave Hempstead in there? Like, is that... <laughs> like, either that's your last name, because I damn sure I don't want that to be your middle name. Hempstead. Sorry, bro. You could drop that. You could just be Mike Wright. Things are fine. Mm. All right, Roger, take uh, 30 seconds, if you would, please, sir, and sum this one up. 
So Voyagers is about a space travel movie for people that have to make a journey of what? 87 years, 86, 86 years. Um, it feels like it takes 86 years. Um, <laughs> and they legitimately raise these children, like genetically create these children to be the crew who are then supposed to create new children for the journey. And their grandchildren will be the ones that colonize this new planet. So, and if you've ever seen Lord of the Flies or read the book, then you know what's going to happen. Finn. Finn. Um, so Earth is uninhabitable, and this is one of the only hopes for mankind is to repopulate another planet. So, and I got to Colin Farrell's character. I got. I want to do a little a little bit on too because he was one of the more interesting people, even though he's not in the movie for a, a whole long a whole long time. Um, he plays Richard. He's the now. When the movie, now, when the movie finally plays itself out, what was he going to do? I'm just maybe this is a conversation for you know ten minutes down the line. But I mean, it was assumed that he would die during the trip. Yeah, okay, like so, so, many of them will die during. Most of them will be dead before the end of that trip. True. Okay, so the it's really kind of one of those. This actually would have been pretty cheap to make. I would imagine. I doubt it cost a whole lot because I mean it's basically in the same yeah, small the, set. The most expensive parts of this are going to be the CGI of the ship when they're outside of it, right? Like that's going to be the most expensive. Well, I mean, you, you build a real ship. You only oh. you so only build that's one most set. of the budget oh, yeah, was yeah, right. into the spaceship, yeah. though. Well, because like you figure, it's just a bunch of hallways, right? And they can just reuse the same. You think we'd have heard about them launching this? <laughs> 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 yeah, so this would have been a pretty easy set to build and maintain, as far as. It may have been expensive to make, but if you're only making one set, then that's the bulk of your expense. And Why do all space stations and space shuttles always have the same generic color scheme? What, clean? Yeah, like whites and blues. Like yeah. We can't have other colors and things? Do you, do you know why, honestly? Yeah, no, I don't. That's why I asked the question. My answer would be because of 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's why they all look like that. Alien didn't, but it paid homage to that movie in different ways, but... You know, I mean, can we just talk about Alien for a while? Much of the ship in Alien wasn't. I mean, there was very white, clean, sterile look in the game. Over, man. I think it's just modernization and just what, like, you know, things are super clean, straight line. You know, like muted details because they're not important. You know, I, I think it's just simplicity. Paint, bro, can't be that expensive. I don't. Um, well, I mean, if you if you if you notice, they they. Several references to, um, you know, again. Don't you find it weird there were no animals on this ship? Yes, because what, what were they going to do? Like, I mean, obviously you couldn't do an arc because there's too many animals to. There, no, transport. no, there's no animals because they're not they're not trying to save the entirety of of, of Earth species. They're, I I, under, I know what you're going to say. They're having a new planet. There's going to be animals there. We don't know that. They do know that. They mentioned that. Oh, so all I knew is they mentioned there was water and breathable oxygen. No, no. There, oh, okay, man, life, I must have missed that. Uh, one of the kids at one point says, there's life on this on this planet we're going to. Why can't there be life out, out in space? Okay. Uh, I Talk about the, the, the possibility. Uh, I remember that because, okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, you think they would have, like, chickens? Yeah, like, like livestock stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, or, no, no. like, uh, one of the rooms dedicated to someone who raises and processes the chicken to eat. Well, here's the thing. They, they don't even have to be alive. They could be frozen. Yeah. Or like, like, like embryos. embryos. Yeah, that they can create yes. when they get there. Yeah. 
Which which we don't know if there isn't that someplace in the ship. I mean, they had that would be stuff. more interesting. Yeah, well, there's there's a couple different questions I want to ask during this film is and why they have the weapons cache. Well, why? Oh, okay. Because they were going I to have, the planet. I, I, I may have heard this wrong, but oh. when and what well, kind of lock can you just pry the door open? No, you, you, you wouldn't be able oh, to do that. It's terrible, right? God damn much. And, and, and how they heard that through the wall, which they, they they wouldn't have... They were just written off as a sound somewhere else on the ship. But okay, so... I mean, I don't even mind that, but like Chris is right. One of the most annoying things about this movie is this door is locked. Like security locked. It is a weapons cache. It's they a pry hidden, it open with a crowbar. It's a, hidden, it's a hidden door in a false wall that has you know that is code locked like that it's already hidden super well why is it gonna have an alarm that goes off so like that? I, I, I have a question about this now i could be wrong but there's a moment when so when they're all up in space and you kind of see like a quick five minute they go through different stages of life and they're you know they're pretty academically rigorous at their computers learning things and you have to assume they're learning they're just learning like constantly like they're just taking in information mm-hmm. um and then they you know you see them at three or four different age and they're drinking this blue water that it, you know, it has chemical, it has elements in it to keep them controllable, docile, docile, and nonviolent, and resolve every conflict peacefully. So, and that's where the kind of the crux of the film comes in is two of them realize they can not be controlled if they stop drinking it. But question: When he's asking, when Ty Sheridan's Christopher is asking um, Colin Farrell's Richard, what's in that secret cache he, he found? I, now I could be crazy, but did, did they call it Y twenty three? No, compartment twenty three. Yeah, or something, something twenty three. Yeah, I, I thought that I, I would have sworn it was Y twenty three, which you know is a direct uh, chromosome. We have twenty three chromosomes, don't we? And Y is one of the chromosomes. Maybe it's also Michael Jordan's basketball number. You think that has something to do with no, it? No, I don't. But Ron I mean, uh, well, when you're one of his basketball numbers, when you when you bring up the number twenty three in a in a, in a in a movie about growing people, it's kind of you Jim Carrey's also in a movie. Yeah, the number twenty three. Yeah. Again, um, I don't know. I thought that was it, but there's two or three other movies within this movie that would have been better than the movie we got. <laughs> That's kind of one of my points here. Is there's a couple. I think we should have went space comedy. <laughs> no, no. Oh. So when they when there's kind of a mutiny. And you know, which movie. time? <laughs> the first, I mean, the first time. I mean, it's the fourth time there was. It's, it's pretty uncomfortable when that, when I who's the 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 bad guy? What's the what's his name? Zach. Zach Fionn Whitehead. Who he does a fantastic job of. Fionn Greyjoy. <laughs> Fionn Whitehead. He does a great job of. That's not Greyjoy. Though. Being weird. Oh, is he? Maybe he is. Yeah, he, no. does, he does a great job of making you hate him. So I mean I guess there's that. Yeah, he's a shitbag. So he is. And how was it weird to watch that part where he just walked up to that girl and just started? Yes, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> Super weird and uncomfortable. He just and then but I love that nobody really reacted. Everybody's like, "What's happening right now?" So after they mutiny and they realize, you know, that if they stop drinking it, sex is wonderful and that there's an that there's an alien on board. See, that's the more that's the better movie is the alien being on board. I almost wanted there to, to be, be something alien, to be an alien. On yeah, board. me too. Well, here's it would have been thing. better. Yeah. Here's another thing. So, when the thing goes down uh, outside the ship and they're repairing something, Richard gets something happens to Richard and they bring him on on board and he dies shortly after. 
Now, what you see visually outside with when they're trying to, when they're attempting repair of the ship, something black is creeping toward him and you're not quite sure what's going on and something gets him. And then it it becomes very fast paced for a few minutes and they get him inside. And then there's talk of an alien that made inside the ship. Now tell me, that's the more interesting movie, isn't it? Something came on board. What is it? It is a more interesting movie because for a moment I was thinking because when when they they use a very specific wording from one of the characters about about the alien went went inside went into him, like they use that because that's like oh wait maybe you know there could be something you know and you know because you think about all the different alien tropes that you're, you're used to, and then for a moment it's like oh okay you know this mm. just got this just got different. Where's the body? What they do with the body? They yeah. burn it. They ejected it. You know, was it jettisoned? No, it was just gone. Well, yeah, <laughs> and well they, they probably jettisoned it. You know, in all honesty, but it's like you know, you're right. That is the more interesting movie. And then, what hurts this movie is you know the way things end and what you learn because then you can because then three thinking about the movie, I, I would hate a second showing of this movie because knowing what you know, I tear it apart. Yeah, it's because like you know, it, there's absolutely nothing about the story that's compelling. It's just oh, I got one better. I hated most of the first viewing of this movie. <laughs> okay, okay, well, let me let See, me pose a different question to you. I didn't I didn't hate it, but man, too. Let me pose. Okay, so this movie is an hour and forty eight minutes. This movie could have legitimately been cut down to if it's an hour one sixty minute episode television. If if it's an hour and forty eight minutes, it could have easily been cut down to an hour, an hour and forty safely, maybe an hour and thirty five with a little more. I got one better. I got one better. This could have been a long episode of Black Mirror. Uh, I mean, you're probably right about that. But I have some other questions to you. So now here's the INDB description. Let me read it to you and see if it makes and see. Does it just say trash? A crew of astronauts on a multi a crew of astronauts on a multi generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. Does that describe this movie to you? I mean, it's not incorrect. Poorly. Yeah, it's not incorrect. It's not great. I don't think that does the movie justice. It doesn't, but it also, it doesn't give away anything either. And that's true. So, Roger, you were right. Lord of the Flies is the first thing I thought of when, that's that's the obvious. There's nothing wrong with this being an homage to Lord of the Flies. No, No, except it's just done so poorly. But there's also Requiem for a Dream in this. Uh, You know, there's several references to... Um, you know, there's several references to other space movies that that, that all go back to uh, 2001. I mean, when, for instance, when they, you know, when when things are somewhat civil for a moment, they uh, they say we need we need to lock Zach up and consult the program, which is exactly what you know they did in Alien and they did in 2001. I mean, all the elements always go back to 2001. I wonder if Kubrick had any idea what he was making, like the important movie he was making when he made 2001. Did they ever fix the communications array? No. Not not on screen. Right, like yeah, not during no. the movie that we watched? No. Hmm. Really didn't. Weird. Was, see, there's – I also thought the better movie would have been – a better movie. The alien movie would have been better. Well, but, I mean, they didn't want to be alien, but there was a movie a few years ago, Life, which is almost verbatim alien, but – um, so a better movie also would have been, you know, realizing that, you know, after that thing happened with Richard, it fried some of the ships. I would have been almost more happy with, all right, there's, you know, we got to turn around. We what do we what do we do? What do we do? 
there's, you know, there's not enough food. There's enough food and air for half of us for the trip. We have about a month to figure this out. I mean, then it devolves, of course, into the Lord of the Flies. By okay, so that's something I never truly understood either. All the stuff with the food. Okay, was there actually a problem with the food, or was he just buying loyalty by giving them to let them eat whatever they wanted? Well, that's uh, another. That's another question I have. Is one of his jobs was so okay? Chief quality engineer. What? What is that? Who knows? It's a janitor. Is I, it? I'm assuming you're. You're always checking and making sure things are okay with the food processors. Chief quality engineer is a job description in our society today. It's just head janitor. Okay, fine. He, he was a, he was a glorif- he was a glorified refrigerator tech. Is what this kid was. Okay, he maintained the food. It was okay. his job. So you think it was actually broken? Yeah. Well, no. I think that I think that he knew how to he knew how to handle it, and manage it, and keep it going. Okay. He knows how to feed everyone. He has that resource. Mm-hmm. He has that. Okay. Well. What were they plan? What was their plan when they took over, knowing that it was going to be at least another sixty years? Whose plan when who took over? I don't think anybody had a plan. They were just like, let's just, you know. Are you talking about when, when they voted Christopher to be to be chief? Or no, 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 no. When, when, when okay, in the perfect world, when when Zach got to be next in command, which is what he wanted from the get go. How? What? I mean. Everyone is then, you know, hooking up with each other. Yeah, then, just banging, just having a time. And then, and then in, in, oh, this is the party ship. Let's and then, go. And then in five five months later, when every woman is My pregnant, dad on that ship, it's a dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and then five, when all women are pregnant, like what? What do they do then? I'm just, they would. I mean, point is, well, when they when anyway. they stop drinking, when they stop drinking, the, I don't even know that that's true or not. Yeah, they grew them in bags. <laughs> yeah, but they were supposed to repopulate. Okay, so let me okay pose another question. They mention it. So I know, they, I know they talked about it, but now I'm thinking like they didn't have to do it that way. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't want it that way. Maybe they didn't bring that tech though. You know what I mean? Okay, because I'm okay, thinking so, if everything would have went the way they wanted to, they would be in bags. And, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got you. It, it, possibly, but they decided to do it the other way. Because think about it: every time you had a crew, a crew lady go down, there's a chance of losing something. Yes. Yeah. So thought, okay, another question is, I mean, I. When they stopped drinking that blue thing, or when they when they drank the, the blue liquid, or they stopped drinking the blue liquid, it had that very quick five second montage of, you know, showing the imagery. The imagery. Yeah, the imagery of what the liquid was trying to su- su- suppress. So, these kids are now. How old are they supposed to be? Fifteen ish. I, I would imagine eighteen to twenty. Ty Sheridan looks like he's thirty. That's my oh. point. Is they all look like they're older, but I thought, I thought they were like fifteen to eighteen, maybe. But so these kids would have been bright. I mean. Obviously, they're should smart. have been. They're, yeah. they're they're capable of repairing a spaceship, so not even repairing manning a spaceship. Manning, okay, if I manning, so does not drinking this blue liquid just negate all common sense that they have? I mean, smart kids do dumb things. That's the first. That's the first piece of this. All so, kids do dumb things. That, true. Not a pe- the, I mean, that was, dumb kids also do dumb things. So. <laughs> the other thing is though, it, it it's not that it, it's making them not smart. That's not what's happening. It's, you know, all those, all those urges, like, you know, it's the blue is suppressing urges, you know, it's keeping them, keeping their testosterone levels lower, that kind of stuff. It's suppressing all this, all these impulses that people have that are as a part of growing up and learning. No, that's not my, but my question is, so, okay. So they're, I'm trying to disconnect the, the, their intelligence from their urges. I mean, regardless of urges being there or not being there, drinking the blue liquid or not drinking the blue liquid. They still know that 
we have to maintain the ship overall. We, we can't just eat big banquets of food. Like well, they, well, no. See, they, they address that, I feel. They address that with the fact that they, they're going to be dead anyway, so they don't care. Yeah, they no longer care about the future of this trip. Yeah, they're, they're just gonna they're, they're just gonna, gonna party and get laid, like legitimately. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy themselves until <laughs> until they die. Well, I mean, matter. I mean, built into the programming, what they were doing, I would have thought would have been years and years of you cannot do anything to to jeopardize. Well, some thought that way. Some the knew future that. of the human race. Some knew and cared about that. Not all of them did, which makes sense for people that have basically had their puberty, puberty suppressed, and all of a sudden they're all going through it at the same time, all together in a confined space. Super horniness. <laughs> you know, it was fine. I mean, the horny. The way the way they chose to show that, I thought was, I, I wouldn't have made those same creative decisions, but the decision that they made went along tonally with the very long winded movie. But I mean, does that necessarily work? I don't know. What you, uh, do you mean like like the fact that they could see each other's pulses all of a sudden? Because that never happens. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, that's a superpower. No, no, that's not seeing. He's looking at you know for the first time. He's looking at a girl and like he's like, oh, she has great skin, and then like to kiss it and stuff like that. <laughs> like raging erection, right? Now. <laughs> that's yes. I'm laughing at that because it's you know inappropriate, but hilarious. Always hilarious. But I'm just. I don't know if this movie went about things the way it did with the best way. I guess I mean, we can agree that this movie made some questionable decisions, you know, but, it, uh, you know, I think I think that was fine. It didn't matter. You know, also, like all these movies we get about, you know, you can you can deep dive in on all of the all of like the space, the movies that take place hundreds of years later in space. Like there's like this whole cult thing about people like people saying like these films are pretty accurate as far as what's happening. Why are we not listening to them? But like, do you guys think this film fits into that? We need to pay attention to stuff like this to like maybe see what's coming, or is it just? I welcome the heat death of the universe. I mean, sure, great. It's all going to happen in the nuclear fire anyway, so a little, little, little dark there. But I think one day the Earth is going to die, and it won't matter. It's fine. <laughs> None of this matters. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay, it <laughs> <laughs> should well, okay. Let's, let's talk about Christopher, Sella, and Zach. So Christopher is, of course, Ty Sheridan. He's the biggest name. You know, he's the one you're following. He, of course, is a good guy that wants to not mutiny. And him. a terrible leader. Yeah, he's not great. He's, you know. But Sella is a great leader. And she's an all-around badass anyway. But uh, I guess my question is, are the characters fully flushed out from the movie we, we watched? Did you get no. no. You get a guy that legitimately goes off his meds for two days and loses his mind. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're all so fucked up enough that they're sitting around a computer circuit board shocking each other to feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about that for just a minute. Be uh... like, give it to me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, first off. Come on, man. There's got to be something else to do on the ship, right? So, <laughs> like play checkers or so, something. Shock myself with a computer board. Another one of my questions to you is, these, these kids are bright. I mean, they know how to maintain and... and, and sort of. They're really socially, like, not very well put okay, together. But, so they're, but they're not bright enough to know that things don't just come in from outer space and inhabit someone's body. True, but I also would think they would understand societal norms, but they also don't. Yeah, but the argument there is that you, you don't know what the hell these aliens can do. 
And they don't either. You know what I mean? They have no idea. What well, they one was completely using the alien as cover. I mean, that's sure, of course, absolutely. We know that, but you're asking from their perspective. But even when, oh. so okay, let me ask you this: My, the whole point of asking the reason question is, even when the entire crew is shown proof of what happened, they still don't go along with logic, which is logic. In- Fake news, bro. I killed him for you. I just think logic would have been one of the things that was pushed on them from the get-go. Yeah, the uh, well, logic would have been sure. One of my problems here is that yes, they don't they, like they're easily persuaded by you know even though they've been shown the lie and the proof, and then they're instantly you know no deductive reasoning skills. Yeah, here. I, I I didn't like that. They use that to, to push this thing to the next point of the plot. I get it. They could have spent less time other places to make to make maybe have a little more build up there. To where that was more believable as a progression, but they did what they did. This ain't a great movie, you know well, what I mean? So the one, one of the moments that makes it not a great movie. One of the things that I have a problem with is how fast things de-escalate. So we go from, I mean, how much time passes in this movie? Five I mean, or six days, maybe? At, at most, at most a couple mean, of days. You mean from when they stop taking the blue? Yes. When they stop taking the blue, there are two first guys. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure weeks happen. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, no, uh, I can see what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, so well, let's then, let's say if anything just ramps up like immediately, yeah, right? Okay. Um, one of the things that breaks down. So, listen, I understand that everything's like a brand new experience. You're experiencing things all for a new time, and you know, chicks and dudes, and you know, just this big love ship, right? <laughs> well, what one of the things that I question, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, one of the things that I question one. There is no semblance of privacy, right? Like there is at one point they're walking by like open doors and people just banging on weight benches, right? Okay. Even if most of this stuff was happening, I don't believe it would have broken down like that. Like that. Um, and the other thing is too, when there are disagreements that escalate to fist fights, they immediately escalate to like near murders. <laughs> right? Like they don't, it's not like, hey, I punched this guy in the face and people broke it up. The dude comes back with like nice the pry bar, yeah. like yeah, I'm going to cave your head in. I think that goes to to the whole. All of a sudden, they're having these primal urges that they never experienced before, so they don't know how to deal with that. But even then, though, your your next logical step was like, "Hey, I might I kill this." Yeah, guy. like it doesn't escalate directly to murder. Yeah, no, I I know it is a big jump, and I disagree with that. But at the same time, they only have the time they have to work with, and they do a poor job of setting it all up. So, like you know, I can see young men that never res- that never had resolved conflict before that all of a sudden there's physical conflict. How that could escalate? You have to end way. it immediately. Well, we have to end them. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. All right? of a sudden, they're like so. Like before, there's a there's there's a command order. Mm-hmm. Now there's gonna be a pecking order. Pecking order, and like that's gonna be something that is completely different that they have no idea to handle. Sure. So it just goes right to the primal instinct. Which which brings me back to my last question of Colin Farrell's character when you know he states two times before they take off from Earth, he says, "I'm going to protect them." He means protect them from exactly what happened. That's what we're getting at, right? He means protect them sure. from themselves. I think I, I think so, but I think he I think he means all of it. The entire the entirety of what from themselves, from what could be well, out there. Well, I mean, stuff wouldn't have broken down nearly as fast mm-hmm. if there was a grown adult running around here. Yeah. So, and the other thing is too like wouldn't they know relatively early on that they weren't drinking the blue stuff? They have everything else monitored, like yeah. down to the clearing toxins out of their urine recycling. Yep. They don't know that suddenly there's more blue in the system mm-hmm. 
you, yeah. they would, right? They like, would. I don't think that that's an illogical step forward. Well, or, or I mean, I mean, Richard's Richard's character would have had a a handheld thing that told him this blue is being yeah. dumped. There yeah. are yeah. a lot of time yeah. passes to play here, where like maybe there wasn't enough time to pick up, you know, like like that much of an anomaly. In, sure, in no, the I get it. So I get it. It could be that again, though. It's just details that, and this movie's not very good, no, and stuff like that just gets glossed over. But it, but it comes down to the ambiguity of. We know Roger and I got the vibe. This all happens in a matter of days. Chris, you said weeks, but it, well, the weeks things. When Chris broke it down that way, I understand why you think it's that. Again, though, but after that part, like after Richard dies, I'm talking like this is maybe two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like here's the thing: this movie, you know, has... spoiler: Richard dies. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has plot devices and to move this thing forward it, it, it's just the nature of i mean we had 86 film. years to flash is flesh this out i mean it, we well, choose to do it in one there, month there was a door that was sealed with goddamn guns and a hidden false wall yeah, let's with get a loud alarm on it they get it they get into with a crowbar like, like there's things in this movie that just suck with making sense well the other thing is with that and obviously they pried it open so it didn't matter how were they supposed to get into that when the time was right was it time-coded to just unlock for the third gen? Like, at year 85, is somebody supposed to get this code? Yeah, right. Come well, down? No, I I, assume, I, well, I mean, I assume that. Richard's whole thing was, if he went or didn't go, there would have been a program that, at some, when they were supposed to land, well, because the, whatever, was on that, whatever was on that planet could have been hostile. Well, the questions that I have with that then, too, right, is we talk about how high-tech this computer system is, right? Computer has no safeguards. Right, they, like they they just access it from like a a panel in the floor. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing like you can't do that. You don't have permission. Yeah. Okay, you can't access the medical thing, but you can pry open the goddamn weapons cache with a crowbar. <laughs> Come on, I can't see what's in the blue. But, <laughs> hold on, where the guns are? No, you just need a hammer and a crowbar. <laughs> no, no, I, I again agree the with movies. That. I'm giving the movie more credit than it deserves. I mean, all but all are very valid points and very valid questions. Is but I mean, this all boils down to how do you? I mean, you only have a certain number of pages as a writer, minutes on screen to to answer all these. Oh, don't worry, I, I know where they could have cut some out. <laughs> I mean, well, yes. Yeah, well, actually, the weird imagery montage. Like, why do I need that five or six different times? I True. get it. Yeah, I get it. After the first one, and that was more for the audience than it was the kids. Yeah, know? no, because I because they're not seeing that. We're seeing what they're experiencing in their brains. Like the it. first time you chewed like mint gum, you're Live like, gum. oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah, this is> amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I get your point. I just I we talk about what we expect from things. I I, I expected more out of this movie only because of. The setting and the potential content I, I expected more out of, I guess, is my thing. Is I was kind of looking for a, a, a smarter look at what happens in space when you're, you know, everyone's together and everyone's yeah, you go crazy, making choices. Yeah, you bang or you die. <laughs> you bang. Or you, I like that. I'm gonna call that your. I, I, I hope you write an autobiography one one day. It's called "You Bang or You Die." You you bang or you die. The the Roger Stillian story. Right, <laughs> just done. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. One last thing I want to talk. What do you guys think about the final confrontation? Meh. Mediocre end to a mediocre movie. I mean, I appreciate the tensile strength of this man's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, no. Like, I want to know why, like, that ship just didn't, like, go into emergency lockdown mode immediately. Like, like hatches slamming yeah. shut. Yep. 
I mean, because listen, That's if they had impacted by an asteroid, been sweet. if the whole thing would implode and they all died. Well, that, but also when the hatch is open and the final conversation happened, that like when this, the door's hanging open and like they're like uh, one of our guys, you know, something bad happens to him, and then like he's like hanging there trying to like, wait for the hatch to close. A goddamn alien just comes out, rips him out of there, and just or, or crawls in the open hatch. Yeah. like finally, yeah, like oh god, it's happening. Like <laughs> that'd have been sweet. That would have but, been. I mean, that would have been. I think the better. I mean, again, I said it six times already, but the better movie is. All right, there's something on board. We don't been know what it is. Holy shit! There was an alien there the whole time. There was one. All right, well, well, let's let's let, let's move to score this bad boy then. It's um, let's move to score it then. I'll go first. All right. All right. So this movie's not very good. If you haven't gotten that from our review, um, this movie's about a three. Maybe three. Like, I'll give it three and a half because I liked it more than Thunder Force. There you go. <laughs> but only by like a half a point. Actually, I'm really disappointed because this movie actually pissed me off significantly more than Thunder Force. Again, the expectations. And maybe maybe I shouldn't have had him for this movie because I did watch the trailer. Dear God. Um, no, this is like a three and a half, man. Yep, I get you. So something we didn't talk about just because it never came up. I love the sound design of this movie and I do like the score. I'm a sucker for sci-fi movies, and I wanted even bad ones. I wanted this. No, well, I wanted this. I wanted this to scratch an itch I've had for so long and hold me over till Dune. Now I'm <laughs> now. Sorry. Now I'm just in pain until until Dune's here still, so it's fine. Let me let me tell you what's going to hold you over till Dune, and it's justifiably so. Watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's a hell of a movie. That let me is... introduce you to a small film called Fast Nine. <laughs> space movie than this um, maybe <laughs> i guess we'll find out so I, I am a sucker for these kind of movies and i did enjoy this more than i thought i was going to but still not still not a lot this is a four and a half mm, it's just right. not high enough for me to recommend to everybody if I, but I, if I could look at some and say do you like sci-fi movies you may enjoy this that's all i've got uh i'm gonna go ahead and give it a five Whoa. only only because and i'll tell you why i wanted to give it a four but I can there there is kind of a built-in audience for this and if someone's like hey is that is that sci-fi movie worth watching I would say it's worth I'm going to say go but please reserve your own judgment I I'm not going to tell you if it's good or bad I don't want to ruin it for you which means of course I didn't like it's it bad. <laughs> but I mean I would always recommend sci-fi movies only because they're playing in 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 areas of storytelling that are all I mean sci-fi plays by its own rules because then it, it everything is different in sci-fi. You can do whatever you want. So um I yeah, I give it a five. It's interesting enough to garner attention, but I, I that's all I'm gonna say. Is it's a five. It's recommendable, but I I I can't tell someone I enjoyed it. Fair? I fair. appreciate that they weren't ambiguous with the ending of this movie. With murder. <laughs> Or the that, ending, yeah. But I, I did appreciate that we got answers in some way, shape, or form about how everything goes. So, I mean, I we're, we're to expect... In mind if it wouldn't have done that. It would just crash into the sun. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been fine. That <laughs> That's makes an ending. sense. A I can see ending. what happened to them. I'm glad that we got some kind of answers to like where this all went. Oh, you know, Chris, you're, you got to watch Sunshine. I just watched that the other day. Boy. What, what's that? I said you keep telling me that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the creme de la creme of sci-fi is Sunshine. Creme. One of them. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking like 
if there's 12 amazing sci-fi films sunshine is one I, of them i do need to scratch my sci-fi itch so i i you guys should send me some recommendations for sci-fi movies okay i don't forget ad astra ad astra um blade runner 2049 sunshine what, what, what you got roger anything blade runner yeah blade runner's excellent movie fucking movie rules <laughs> yeah it does that movie's a nine or a ten i mean it's probably more it's like probably a, a ten it's probably somewhere in the nine and a ten range not quite ten but man it's so good it's all, right. all right this has been episode 222 of ford love cinema each new episode posts every tuesday morning at 5 a.m on the podcast service of your choice of the following five itunes podbean google Podcasts, spotify amazon music Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Check us out on Facebook and check us out on YouTube. Still getting tons of views there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, there's not a theatrical release. So we're looking at Into the Grizzly Maze, Netflix, and Boss Level, an original from Hulu. Hulu. And we're going to be talking about the two next two episodes of Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is coming to an end. It's coming up to the end of the series, show. So that's exciting. And let's pass it over to Roger to make it awkward. Oh, I actually have something I want to talk about, so don't cut me off. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I was invited to watch something um, through the Xbox Live watch option. Um, I actually have a subscription to Shudder now the the horror streaming service uh to start watching some of those movies because i'm unkind to horror movies apparently i've been told um that i actually watched if you guys have heard of it called the last drive-in show with um it's a series that shutter has it's a it's old classic uh or not classic it's old like drive-in style horror movies and a guy comes in and introduces them and talks about it and uh i watched a terrible movie (laughs) um called mother's day um, from 1980. It's just, it's his old classic slasher, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the guy, it's one of Eli Roth's favorite movies, apparently. Oh. So he was on there talking about it. So that was kind of interesting. So yeah, I got a little drunk and hung out with my Xbox buddies and watched some stuff on Shutter. So I don't know how much I'll actually be watching it live with them again, but I'm definitely going to check out the show a little bit because here's the thing. They do a double feature of movies and they're like an hour, like two hours long. So they be like five hour night. Sometimes, sometimes you don't want to do that. Yeah, but you can definitely break that up. So, other than that, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to appreciate the horror genre a little bit better. Okay, I watch terrible horror movies. <laughs> but I mean, look, if nothing else, terrible horror horror movies are a lot of fun. Oh, listen, I had a lot of fun like shitting on this movie with my buddies as I consumed alcohol. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So I uh, I messaged my brother about the Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. and I said, "You want to watch the Fast and Furious movies in marathon form with me?" My phone auto corrected to Fast and Curious movies, and he <laughs> said, and he says, "Like on the hub?" Question, question, question. Mm. <laughs> Just tell him maybe. 